Happy Wednesday. It is your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And welcome back to another episode of Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. Now, those two songs I just played was from Zach Jones, his new track, Lonely. Make sure y'all check that out. Shout out to Zach. And our other song that we played is by Angela Faith. It's called Don't Rush Me. And she's our guest tonight. We're going to be chatting with her. She's an R&B artist. So I'm super duper, you know, excited for that because what we love that. And, you know, of course, I got to go into my media topic. So I'm going to be telling y'all what's, what's tea because... What is a world without news? Am I right? Like there's always something going on and there's always something happening in the media. So first things first on our trending topics tonight, um, all 16 owners of title will receive an 8.9 million payout following Jay-Z's recent deal. So that includes Beyonce, Kanye West, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. They all will be, you know, getting some portion of this payout. Um, As you know, Tidal recently has decided that, you know, they'll be being sold to Twitter. And this was Jay-Z's decision. So they plan on doing, you know, a lot more with the application and just really expanding it for artists. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, I have DJ Bam with me in the studio. So Bam, I'm curious to know, like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you think Jay-Z, it was a dope move selling it um, to Twitter or? Um, He made enough money off it. And plus him selling it, he's still going to make money off it. It ain't mm. like he's just selling it. He ain't getting a, Eight point million check and I, that's it. Right, right, nah, right. Nah, he still get a percentage no matter what. So I feel like once again it was another intelligent business move. Then he gave it to Twitter. So you know, Twitter is trying to stay alive with Instagram and Facebook because like Facebook bought Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like Twitter is only right. Why die? So it's like they know everybody's on title. They know a lot of uh, people who's not on Apple Music because it it's first, at first it was funny to me and weird. Cause I'm like, you wouldn't why, think you wouldn't. Why, think why like will Twitter. artists? Why will not even? Why will artists stop putting their music on Apple? Like it doesn't matter just because it's Jay Z. But then it's funny because there's some artists you really cannot find on Apple Music. You can only find on Title. I feel like if I could like compare the apps, it's definitely like for me personally, it's Spotify, Title, Apple Music. I don't even have Title. I have Apple Music. But I just think the interface of Tidal is definitely better than Apple Music. Like Apple Music is so like I don't know I can't get into it. Anymore. It's so it's so we we I, I would well first of all I would say right now I don't have none of them. I'm a DJ. So how do you listen to music? I barely listen to music. I'm hearing the show all the time. Oh, I just get an email. Yeah, e- I know. I, I I listen to music a lot, but. When I, I don't know. It depends. Like certain stuff I don't listen to anymore because yeah, I hear it too much. Exactly. So. Um, I rather like listen to different like uh mixed mixed uh like Todd Boogie and them that mm-hmm. do, uh, still who still does mixtapes and stuff. But right. It, but instead of like it's on a CD, it's on digital. Like I, I go to Mixcloud and shit. But um, I but from Twitter though, from their point of view, I think it's a dope move because they got one up on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Like now, because I know they're gonna try to find a way when you get when you got if you got Twitter, you automatically get title now, so you can watch certain oh, things. Oh, okay. You feel me? It, it's definitely a, a a move. They they basically just did an Amazon move. I'm gonna say that. Now nah, Amazon got Amazon Prime and Amazon mm-hmm. Prime Video now and all that. Yeah, I have so, Amazon. So Prime. they just they just said, oh, all right, we a social media outlet with a music social media outlet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what that will become, um, you know, and shout out to everyone who was, you know, getting that extra. At least Kanye finally getting paid now. That extra cash. <laughs> and speaking of cash, um, Quavo and Jack Harlow donated their $500,000 prize um, that they won from the- All-Star Weekend? From All-Star Weekend All right. during the basketball game. They donated it. To HBCUs, which I thought was super duper dope. Um, okay, okay. So Jack went to Twitter and announced that he will be donating the cash prize of $500,000 to HBCUs in his home state of Kentucky, which are Kentucky State University and Simmons College of Kentucky. Quavo made his selection to donate his portion to Clark Atlanta and Spelman in his home state of Georgia. So I think that's super dope. You know, um, I feel like overall, like during the All-Star weekend and during the games, like they definitely were emphasizing, you know, HBCUs, which I thought was super, you know, important and impactful because oftentimes like so much HBCUs, they struggle like financially. So it was good that they were able to donate to them. Um, I know like a lot of people say, though, that the same HBCUs receive the same amount of funding. So, like, for lack of a better word, people, some people that have gone to, like, smaller HBCUs say that, like, their schools aren't receiving as much donations compared to, like, the Howards, the Spellmans, the North Carolina A&Ts. So, I think it was cool that, like, Jack Harlow, you know, decided to donate to the HBCUs that were in Kentucky because at the end of the day, like, they probably need that money too, okay? Because it's a struggle out here. And with the pandemic, that only is adding to that. So, yes. And now our final topic of the night. Um, Vanessa Bryant wins the lawsuit ruling that the identities of the deputies who shared, you know, photos from Kobe Bryant's crash. Um, yeah, so now their identities will be revealed um, as we all know, it's been over a year since the tragedy of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi. So recently, a judge recently ruled in favor of Vanessa Bryant's lawsuit, stating that the deputies who shared the horrific images of the crash will have the identities revealed to the public. Um, now that the ruling is official, Vanessa Bryant can move forward with adding the names of the deputies along with details and investigations about their misconduct for them and also just the L.A. County um, Police Department overall as a whole. I personally feel like that's good that their identities are being revealed because at the end of the day, I just feel like that was something that was so, like, insensitive and also just, like, unnecessary. Like, why would you want to share something, like, so graphic, I guess, and, like, upsetting almost and so i just feel like it's a good thing that you know that's that they're going to be exposed like i don't know bam what what are your thoughts on this like do you think 
it's good that they're being exposed, you know? Uh, honestly, yeah. Because it's like, I guarantee you, they got a check from it because mm. they gave it to TMZ or somebody. Mm. So, it's like, now, now, now that she won that case to expose them, what what's the next step? Are they are they gonna get charged now with something? Or well, they're going to be looking into the case more and investigating. Um, the attempt is to amend and complaint because she's doing a civil rights lawsuit. Yeah, no, 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 I understand. So, I guess this is just like helping her case essentially. The the bigger, the bigger. Well, I hope you guys uh, get ready because you might not have your pension. Yeah, she's, she's going for it. Don't get it. I mean, me. I think I feel as though she should, though. Like that's no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm not saying she should. I'm saying like, like honestly, certain career job, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a strong believer of it. It's like all right, especially that uh, a career job like that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that do EMTs, cops, all that, you know, uh, first res- any first responders, basically. Mm-hmm. You see all types of weird accidents and stuff. So it's like some like you have a photograph of uh, memory of it in your head already. Yeah. And for you to sit there and take pictures and be like, oh, that was Kobe Bryant playing. They say that you was there. Now, I understand because it's like I was a part of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually seen two things that were a part of 9-11. I was walking through the hallway. I saw when the first plane hit and I saw when the first building fell. Ooh. Like, I, I actually like visually seen it with my own eyes. And it's like, do I say at the time if I had a camera where I would record it? It's like, yeah and no, because guess what? The news reminds us all the time. You see the news play over and over to the point yeah. they can't play it. They can't. You they, were in a hallway? I was on my way going to the bathroom. I was in the eighth grade and I never forget I asked my homeroom teacher. I was like, I was like, oh, can I please use the bathroom? So the way how like my school was in Jersey City, mm-hmm. it was like it was on a hill, so you could see it. It's like mm. I we was on a flat part of the hill, but like downtown Jersey was down, but New York looked like it was like it looked like it was in Jersey City, like okay, on some like perfect picture type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I happen to see it. I'm walking through the hallway, and I always like look out the window because it's just like it's dope the way how the skyline, the skyscraper look. And you seen that? Next thing I seen, boom. Yeah. So I ran back to my classroom like, Mr. Richardson, a plane just hit a building. Boy, stop playing. You always playing. I'm not playing. A plane just hit the building. Yeah. Next thing you know, you hear the other teachers, oh my God, a plane just hit the building. Like, like everybody started because you know a lot of people have family members in it. But so it was like that situation. I just want to know how did how did they find out like you sh- why would you even show that in a bar like yo I was there look at this crazy yeah the whole so, situation is really just weird what I'm leading um, up to is basically the type of career that you have you gotta be real cautious of what you do and who you show because it's like mm-hmm. it's over right for sure but you know that basically wraps up our trending topics for tonight um, we're gonna go live now with Angela I'm super duper excited to, you know, be chatting with her. And yeah, I'm about to add her to the line. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Just want to say for those listening and for those in the live, this is the Black Talk Radio official interview with Angela Faith. So, yeah. 
So we're just going to jump right in. Um, first things first, can you tell us, you know, where are you from and what made you start getting into music? Gladly. I am currently residing in and I am also from born and bred from Washington, D.C. So like not too far from y'all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, like a little train ride away, just like Amtrak. Right. Um, and I got into music. um, Pretty much because my father's a pastor. Mm -hmm. So, like, growing up, it was just, like, music all the time. But, you know, it just so happened to be, you know, gospel music. Just Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And, you know, I would just, like, go around pretty much just, like, emulating, like, these, like, stellar singers like Kim Burrell and, like, Tamla Man and, like, the Hezekiah Walker singers or whatever. Um, And that's pretty much just, like, all I did. And I, I loved it. And Mm. from then on, I just, like, fell in love with it. And I ended up going, in high school, I ended up going to Duke Ellington School of the Arts, where I was classically trained. Yes. Um, So I was singing in, like, French and German and Italian. It's the versatility for me. (laughs) Right? You had to be versatile to survive. (laughs) So then I went on um, to college and I went to Berkeley College of Music, which is in Boston. I almost forgot the city. (laughs) Right, right down the road from you again, but not quite getting to me. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I ended up going there for five years um, studying music business and performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I picked those two because I am naturally a gullible person. Mm. And if I don't lack the knowledge, I like normally I'm just like, what, what, what just happened? So I really wanted to equip myself and like right. prepare it's, myself for like the real world. Cause especially you know, like, with for, music for Ooh. black people, especially if you're a black sister, they will, mm-hmm. they will shortchange you. And yes. <laughs> so I wanted to know how much I was supposed to be making, how much other people supposed to be making, like all of that before I even like got out there or anything. Um, and then after college, I just like started making music and mm-hmm. I was just writing constantly. And I, um, in my senior year, like I released like my first single. Um, and then like later on, it just like blossomed into just like entire like repertoire. So then I came out with Forgiveness, which was my first EP. And now, uh, actually just last month, not too long ago, yes. <laughs> I think it's been a month. Um, I came out with Love in a Time of Turmoil. So that's the newest release. So, you know, you guys can go go stream it. Yes. And this, um, the last song that I just played, Don't Rush Me, is actually off of that project. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so is. if y'all was listening and y'all feeling that track, then, you know, make sure you check out that and you check out the whole project because it's lit. Okay. <laughs> So I love, I love that you mentioned, you know, the EP love in the time of turmoil. Cause I want to get into that. Um, you know, just tell us like, what was it like creating that project and what your creative process was like? Okay. So this EP was probably the easiest thing I've ever done oh. um, because it was in the middle of the pandemic when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really hard to find inspiration for that. Cause I'm the type of person, like I, I write off of negative feelings. That's very unfortunate for me. <laughs> but um, I mean, it could be like something like somebody like really wronged me and I want to like, you know, like go fight them real quick. Not actually, like I'm a pacifist. You know what I mean? But um, 
So it can be like from there, from like, I, I am really frustrated with not being able to spread the butter on this toast and it's really irking me. So like whatever, like brings me frustration or like anger or like anything that makes me feel like, like I really right from there. So that's why like COVID. Oh, that was easy. That was, (laughs) that was really easy to write. Like for, um, alone together, I was just like sitting, um, I I was sitting in like my sister's kitchen mm-hmm. and like the melody just like came to my head and I wrote the song like while I was just, like standing in her kitchen, just like furiously writing, trying to like write a song that would speak to those who for some reason refuse to wear a mask mm. <laughs> and would say like, hey, if you love a person you would wear a mask. You will comply with the CDC, like all of that type of stuff. So right. that's where like one of the tracks came, came from. The other one, um, Don't Rush Me, came actually out of a relationship um, mm. where I, you know how like, and anybody like in the comments section or whatever, like, let me know if you can relate. Like, you know how somebody tells you over and over and over and over again, like, yo, this guy is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Why are you still with him? What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> so the song is pretty much about not being ready to get out of a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, don't rush me. I don't want to grow up. Like, I will find out when I find out and I will get out when I am good and ready. But and that's important, though. I think that's a I think that's a really good <laughs> message. And I, I, I always say this because I, I really used to be the friend that used to be like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like, come on, like, wake up. But... I think for everyone, especially when it comes to like dating and relationships, you can't, everyone just has to experience it. And you know, you can't tell someone when to leave their relationship. They got to know on their own. You you could tell them as much as you want. You could offer them as much advice. Um, but you know, it's up to them. So I, I think that's, it a, really is. I think that's a fair point and i definitely think a lot of people can learn from that um bridget said when you ignore all the warning signs yeah i feel like as women sometimes we do ignore the signs for sure but in my in my opinion in my experience with just like actually being with somebody being that person myself and actually being with somebody who is going through that same thing and like being that friend that is like, girl, what are you, what are you doing? What is going on? <laughs> Do you not love yourself? Like <laughs> being that friend, I I find that the most important thing or the best thing to do is to just like let them be in their relationship for as long as they want. Know that it's not going to last forever and just be there for them through everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I would normally do. Like, if it is like a dangerous situation, like, of course, like, be that good friend to be like, hey, yo, yeah, no, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> like, don't like, don't be like stupid now, but you know, yeah, use well, wisdom in that, and just be like, just be there as emotional support. Use right. wisdom. <laughs> and I also feel like um, a lot of people sometimes they're like, oh well. If my friend keeps going back to their significant other, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. But I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to listen. Like, I might, I probably might not give you no advice because it's going to be the same thing over and over. But I'll listen to you. So I feel you on that with the, you know, definitely just being there for your friend. So we talked a little about, you know, this project. And I just want to know, like, 
as an artist, um, what was it like recording the project? And what is your recording style like? Because I know like when some artists go to the studio, they need like certain people with them. They have to do certain things before they record. So I want to know, like, what is that like for you? Okay, so actually, I would have to say that the recording process was like a little bit disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I have a nine to five mm. with this, along with this. And I also have like a business that takes place after my nine to five, which is Sing Like a Pro, which is like my uh, my virtual like vocal lesson business. Mm. So that's like a good, I'd say I work at least like 12 hours a day. Jesus. So Ooh. me, go, so like me actually getting away to the studio, Don't Rush Me was like the only song that I recorded in the studio. Everything else mm. was recorded in my basement. Like mm. I was like, oh, all right, all right, crazy. Who's my producer? I'm just like, all right, I can't make it. We can't seem to sync up. I'm just going to like record these and then you're just going to like, just do your magic. He was right. like, all right, I got you. I got you. That's good <laughs> so though. That was pretty, yeah. That's how it, um, that's how it happened. One of the songs, one of the songs, the first track, um, new Rose, which is the cover mm-hmm. was recorded like two years ago and I just never released it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was you like, had hey, some, you had some gems in the tuck. <laughs> so it actually fit with everything else with like the message that I was trying to convey with the, um, with the EP. So I was just like, let's just slide this in here. Like you. Yep. So. Okay. <laughs> and what would you say would be like your favorite track on the EP? If you had to pick one. Oh gosh. It, it bounces <laughs> around. Don't rush me and built on a line. Okay. Reasoning. Yeah, so it bounces in between like those two. Um, I really like built on a lie because it like my gospel roots like come out mm. and it starts off by like actually like quoting a bible verse but like in a way that like somebody could understand so like it starts off like my mama you told me not to bear false witness to my neighbor it's rule number nine like so the tenth commandment is actually thou shalt not bear false witness to thy neighbor right. which means don't lie and it's rule number nine so it's just like oh look at songwriting <laughs> yeah nah I think that's dope and yeah. I love how you were able to you know incorporate that you know into this track because you know like you said like gospel and the church is something that was really in, you know important to you in your roots so I think that's dope for sure so now you mentioned that you you do virtual vocal lessons so I have to ask you how did that come about and you know how, what what has your experience been like with that that was also birthed at the, out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those people who just like had like massive growth throughout like the pandemic. Like, That's good. I'm, like, I'm one of those. <laughs> That's really good though. So like it's, it's been a blessing. Um, but I started it in April. So pretty much like right after I got kicked off of the cruise ship. I did not get, actually get kicked off of the cruise ship. Like, you know, Corona happened. And but we you were singing. Off. You were singing on the cruise ship, right? I was sitting on a cruise ship and we had to get off of the cruise ship because Mm -hmm. of coronavirus. Yeah. So after that, I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to make money. (laughs) Like, because that was pretty much like my only source of income was the cruise ship. And they were paying me like a really good, like a really nice piece of change. Right. Um, So after that happened, 
I didn't really know what to do. So, like, the only skill set that I knew that I could, like, do, like, right now was teaching voice lessons. Mm -hmm. So, I used what little itty bitty 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 bit of money that I had left Mm -hmm. to start an LLC with Sing Like a Pro. And I had, like, one faithful student that just kept coming back. And then it turned into, like, two and then three and then, like, ten and then 15. (laughs) It just kept growing from there. Like, I actually have a class, like, um, this coming Saturday just filled with, like, a bunch of teenagers mm. that want to, that are thinking about, like, taking, like, private lessons with me. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a good, like, 10, well, like, 10, 15 of them. I was like, ah, ah, ah. Okay, where the money reside, where the money reside. <laughs> yes, so it's it's been crazy, but it's, it has honestly been lovely, so. That's thank good. You, thank you for the hots. Thank you, guys. Yes, they blowing you up. They loving you, girl. I think that is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, so you have your EP, you are, you know, coaching and sharing your gems with, you know, other people that want to sing amazing just like you. But I have to ask you. So in 2020, you, you know, performed at the Billboard Awards. So Dang. Come on, you you got to spill the tea. What was it like? Okay. How did you land that? Like, come <laughs> on, girl. All right, so this is what happened, all right? So I am just, like, sitting in my bedroom, you know, like, answering emails for Sing Like a Pro as usual. Just like, God, 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 this is what you need to work on, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right? <laughs> and then I see this ad coming in that my friend had shared with me. It was like, hey, you should apply for this and it was like oh kelly clarkson is looking for like singers to like sing with her at the billboard awards or whatever and i'm just like all right so i just like put in my information you know it was like a really easy application you just put in your ig you put in your like what you do like what genre you sing like in a video of you singing and that was like pretty much it your name address all of that and then i heard back from her like the following week but what i didn't know (laughs) is that i actually answered her on her fourth email so it was just like hey last chance do you want to sing with kelly clarkson at the billboard awards and i'm just like oh snap damn (laughs) so i mean the last day last minute on the hour like i got up like got like got ready for work like really really fast i was just like dad i need to get like like come on now like we like because we carpooled to work so mm-hmm. it's like, I have to get to work like I like an hour early so I can like, you know, like get all this together. So he was like, all right, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so we're like driving and I have like all this like this lighting and everything. And I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. <sighs> Bring me a higher love. Like literally, like <laughs> I have like my employees like opening the door, just like looking at me like during the entire like <laughs> video, just like what is she doing? I didn't know she could sing. That is so funny, but amazing at the same time. I feel like that opportunity was like really for you because like the fourth email, they still were reaching out. Like God really set that in stone for you for sure. So now, okay. So now as far as like actually performing, what was that like? So actual the actual performing, it was really simple. It was just singing in the background for Bring Me a Higher Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had to like, they had instructions on like what to wear, like what type of clothes to wear, like what type of background to have, like how to record it, everything. So I just turned it in. And then I was, I didn't even really look at the Billboard Awards like the first time around. Right. 
Because I was just like, ah, whatever. But then my mom was just like, Angela, you're on the Billboard Awards and you didn't tell your mother? Like, if you don't sit down, <laughs> like, right there. <laughs> so we sat down and we watched the whole thing. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, this is square. This is square again. So they used, like, my square, like, three or four times, like, in the background panel. Like, if you see, like, um, so... At the Billboard Awards, if you see like that background, like choir panel, like come up, right? Like I'm like at least like a good like three times, just like in the background, because I I don't I don't know why I didn't see everybody else's like three or four times, but I saw mine a couple of times, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so dope that they used it. Like, that is that. lit. Okay, listen, girl, it's it's the Billboard Awards for me. Like, what? That is amazing. You are doing it. Okay. <laughs> So thank you. You're welcome. So now I have to ask. Um, you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been part of the Billboard Awards. You got your EP out. You're mm-hmm. a coach. You have a nine to five. I just want to know, like, what are some things that you do to stay on top of your game? Because it seems like you're just multitasking so much things. Okay, so Google Calendar is a blessing. Mm. That's awesome. Um. Also having a really good support system that will definitely um, remind you of your schedule. Like my, I think my father reminds me, asks me about every single day. Mm-hmm. Hey, Angela, do you have a lesson? Do you have a lesson today? <laughs> <laughs> like, like every day. And I used to say, I'm just like, yeah, dad. Or like, nope, not this time. This is the first time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I always have like, I always have, like, a good support system that always makes sure that I'm, like, on top of it. And it's really helpful to have, like, the whole family involved and just, like, supporting you. Because, like, my parents are like that with, like, all three of us. So there's my Mm -hmm. brother and my sister and there's me. Actually, my brother, sidetrack, my brother just had his first child today. (gasps) Or my sister-in-law, Dearest, just had their first child. Oh, my gosh, that's so cute! I'm an auntie. I have a nephew now. (laughs) So your nephew is a Pisces. Um, my sister's yes. a Pisces, so yes, emotional beings uh, I must say, but good people. Uh, he's the cutest, cutest little thing in the entire world. His name is Malachi. Can't wait, Aww. can't can't wait to see him. <laughs> That's so nice and exciting. I love babies so much. They're so cute. Right. No, but okay, I guess definitely- so, I mean. Pretty much, yeah, that's, like, how my family keeps me on top of everything. Like, my brother remembers, like, my schedules for, like, rehearsal. Like, if I, like, forget to write something down. Mm-hmm. And my sister, like, reminds me, like, hey, it's time to, like, update your software on your um on your computer so that you can, like, keep track, better track of your website and stuff like that. So, like, they're really, and my mom is, I honestly think that she's a genius because <laughs> she, I don't know how she, like, rem- I don't it's moms i don't know how they remember every single thing that you're supposed to do literally but she just does (laughs) yeah so i mean i have like my four little reminders and my google calendar (laughs) i love that um honestly i can't get into google calendar i don't know what it is i i have to like write stuff down to see it type of thing but i know like so many people literally swear by it and they really really do love it so you know shout out to everyone that uses google calendar um maybe maybe in the future i could get into it but right now i don't know it's not really given for me so i have this for the alarms and i like it because it has like the zoom like like right underneath it so you don't have to like search everywhere you can just click on it 
Yeah, I low-key be needing that, though, I think. Because, like, with the Zoom meetings, I be trying to, like, find the link. Like, it'd be, like, two minutes till the meeting. Like, it'd be a little ghetto. But <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll resurface it and try to get into it. So, I have this segment of my show. It's called Quarantine Q&A, where I basically ask my guests, like, about their time spent in quarantine. I guess quarantine is, like, over. Like, I don't know, but... God, yeah, at this point, like every state, every state is like basically open. But I have to ask, like, you know, when we first were on lockdown and everything of that nature, and they were like, "Okay, we're closing everything. You can't really go outside. Essential businesses only." Like, what were your initial thoughts? Still here. Oh, can you ask the question again? I kind of got paused. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when quarantine like first began and they, you know, shut everything down, like what were your initial thoughts? I didn't know what was going on. Like I was afraid to go outside. Like I remember being on the phone with my friend and I'm just like, I have to go to CVS to, to get some more like body wash. And I don't know if I should. (laughs) So I just like, Stayed away from every, I mean, like, there is a man, like, walking his dog. And I'm in Florida because, you know, I'm, on, I'm like, going towards a cruise ship. A man walk, literally walking his dog coming towards me. I walked into the pine trees. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, away from this man. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who has it. Like, I'm not taking no chances. Like, I, I was like, I mean, I have. My scarf, it is like 85 degrees. I have my <laughs> scarf like up to like, when we're not playing in the game. <laughs> no corona over here, okay? No. I, I definitely so, feel. I was so scared. I didn't, know what to, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. And I had to fly home with like this airborne disease. And I, you don't know who has it. And I was thinking that they were at least going to like sparse out like the air, like where like everybody sits. I was mm. sitting there like right next to somebody. I was in the middle seat sitting next to two people. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I was like in LA, so I had to and I, I'm in Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Um, so I had to come home and um it the, this was the first time the airport was so empty. Like it was crazy. And I think I did sit next to someone, like these two women, but they had masks on. And this was at the point where, like, you you didn't really need to. At least they had that. Yeah, because it wasn't mandatory. Like, now when you fly, you got to wear a mask. But then, like, they were saying, like, you should wear a mask. But, like, it wasn't even mandatory yet. So that was my experience. And now I have to ask you, like, during your actual, you know, time, you know, in quarantine, what were some of the things like you were doing? Like, I, I know you mentioned that you were writing and still creating music, but like, were you watching any shows or reading any books? I watched all of the Tiger King. Oh, whole thing beginning to end. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into it. I was just like, I like, I am a huge fan of Trevor Noah. And he just kept talking about it throughout his like entire show. And he was just like, oh yeah, you know, like the Tiger the king the tiger king the tiger i was just like oh, okay how do people get their power oh my god i watched legends of Korra. like i was on it i was on it legends of Korra was not as good as avatar not not at all didn't hold a candle but the artwork <laughs> was beautiful a lot of people said that <laughs> yeah, too that's what, that's, what, 
more it was like the way the way that things moved you could tell that they were like a little bit more careful about it but like um Mm-hmm. The, like the original Avatar, Last Airbender, just seemed it was like Korra was like kind of meant for adults, and they were trying to make it meant for adults. But it's just like it's best if it's like a kids show. So just you make, think, make but the perfect. animation was better. The animation was better. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if you pay if you pay attention to stuff like that, I I do. I, I do. I do. Um, I'm not really an Avatar girl. But <laughs> I do pay attention to like animation. <laughs> I was just stuff. like going on a tangent about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch anything else or read any books? Um, I am not the biggest reader. I hate <laughs> to say, like, I like to pretend that I am, but I, I, I don't read. <laughs> I feel like that's so many people. Like so many people. Mm, I, I mean, I read like one book i actually tried to like read michelle obama's book but like i don't know what happened but my sister got it for me for like my birthday because she's like she's a total total bookworm Mm. and i am not (laughs) i'm just not like so did you get into it it's not it's not that oh that's another thing that i watched i watched michelle obama's becoming i watched that too it was good. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I like love how like beautiful and lovely and dorky and just genius she is. Like she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it it, it was so, good. I I did watch that. It made me fall like even more in love with her. Mm-hmm, to the point sure. where I didn't feel like I had to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because same. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely feel you on on that aspect for sure. But yeah, um, you know, I try to read more books. We're going to see 2021, what it's looking like. But my final question for you is, if you could leave the listeners, um, viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? But when I would want them to remember that I was authentic and I was truthful with who I am. Yes. Because I, I really think that that is important because mm-hmm. if you live your life like what like if you live your life in a way that you think that other people want you to live it, you will always be miserable because it's never going to look like the life that you want. Yes. Ever. Like if you let other people choose your belief systems, if you let other people like choose like what's important to you or what you should value, then you're just never going to really find out who you are and who you are is probably doper than what anybody would ever want to box you into be. So I would just say, I want people to know that I was authentic. I was true to myself and I didn't pretend to be like somebody I wasn't. I love it. I love it so much. You know, I think that's definitely a great message that so many people can relate to, especially people coming up in the music industry, an industry that's definitely always trying to change artists. So I just want to appreciate you. I just want to say I appreciate you coming here, you know, chatting with me. I do have a final question, though. I know I said that was my last one, but I just have to know what is your zodiac sign? Because your energy is just so vibrant. (laughs) I just, it just, just. Aries okay I don't know much about Aries but I must say you're giving me good energy and I love that and this was a fun time I love chatting with you and shout out to everyone that was listening and all the dope comments in the live and yeah thank you so much Angela hey Charles hey D-Money hey Bridget
had to give a little shout out. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. Later. Bye. Oh, that was so good. Shout out to Angela. Make sure y'all get her latest EP. I'm going to give y'all the name one more time. It's called Love in the Time of Turmoil. Now, as y'all know, every week I do our new at night where I highlight an artist, independent artist that is doing great things, you know, that got some fire music. So... This week, the song is from an artist called Capella Gray, and it's called Gallus. So I hope y'all vibing with it. And yeah, I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. It's your girl, Chris and Diana, signing out. I see her. She came with her leader. But she gon' slide right to my side. I know she pulled up with her friends. Then we skirt off in the bands, oh, took her back to my crib.